0: yo 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 what's up this is swift epics aka gary a swaby from the epicnetwork.com and i'm here with the co-host rams introduce yourself i am rams
1: rams rameez Ramiz quadri this is our show this is our 10th episode welcome is yeah. that good enough intro
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 episodes already, man. It's pretty good.
1: Well, eventually we reached 10. I mean, yeah. we delayed it for quite a while, but, yeah, we got personal, um, stuff going on with me, with the university, you with everything else, <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff, your book, you know um, your Twitter fanatic forcing me, joining it, and all that torture and yeah all that stuff yeah
0: everything (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i do
0: Uh,
1: yeah this is our 10th podcast it's uh it's been a while how long has it been
0: um it's been a couple months
1: Uh, uh, a lot's happened in a couple of months yeah Uh. a lot a lot but we'll probably end up getting down to the ones that matter to us most in this one Yeah, Um, got new changes to the website which was quite cool
0: yeah we did a whole redesign So if you haven't already already, make sure you check that out and uh, we also have twitter now as well that's twitter.com slash the epping network
1: And that's one of the other reasons why we delayed, because I I ended up getting ill after Gary had his little moment. Well, not little moment, but you go, I mean, you you, you got ill, and then when you recovered, I got ill. And I'm still recovering from it. It's this weird flu. Um, I don't even know if it's a flu. I don't know how it happened or what it is. So I started off with a (laughs) sore throat, and I just started chomping down on buckets and everything. And in three days, it was gone. But now I've got this, like, (laughs) This insane cuff Which Is like Changed my voice around And If we did the podcast earlier I could have done like Insane impressions of like Christopher Walken And um Anthony Hopkins As Hannibal Lecter And stuff Cause that That's the cool thing about Um Flues (laughs) You just get to sound Sinister And everything But um Yeah I've been recovering from that Um Slowly but surely I should be okay But Yeah you yeah, get mistaken.
0: well sooner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now nah, I'll be fine I'm all good But yeah new design to the website Pushing forward with everything It's all going pretty cool um, We're doing what we can With like limited Sort of limited um, Power <laughs> You could say I mean it's just us two at the end of the day writing But hopefully soon we'll get more things going on and it'll work out and the website really we just thank people that visit really and listen to our show all six of you and um look at the site (laughs) all fifty thousand of you a month roughly yeah yeah well it's improved hugely
0: yeah our traffic's gone up so you know people are definitely checking out the content which is good
1: yeah, just, as usual, you can always get involved with us, um, make a discussion up, debate, whatever, um, and even though we do include the weirdos, we don't include them all the time, but, nonetheless, it's all good, it's all good,
0: so yeah, yep, definitely good, and with that being said, let's. Get on with our good agenda. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so first up, the first topic. Is, uh, yeah, hip hop. It's been like a, it's it's been perceived as a negative culture, you know, for a very long time. I mean, since back in the nineties, early nineties, people perceived it as you know, um, negative music, and you know politicians tried to shut it down there's you know you got hip-hop police and stuff following rappers around and you know there's just a lot of negativity towards hip-hop in general even though it's one of the biggest um money makers in music right now so yeah um we just wanted to have a discussion about that uh rams what's your basic opinion on this topic
1: Um, well basically this all like stemmed I thought it'd be cool to talk about because it was only recently like a couple of weeks back where the actress um, Ashley Judd she made like a crazy remark about hip-hop being uh, a rape culture sort of thing like she just perceived it straight off she said this in a book which um is called All That Is Bitter and Sweet. Um and she went on to like pretty much label the culture of hip hop uh rape culture and then she was questioning rappers, you know, attending public charities that bring certain, you know, awareness to important issues. So, you know, she went at like MTVs staying alive and um she went at youth aids as well. <laughs> she specifically went at uh, Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy <coughs> and pretty much represented them as if they were the representation of hip-hop <laughs> and, um, and basically she quotes in the book saying uh, she goes along with other performers, youth Aids were supported by rap and hip-hop artists like Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy to spread the message um, who? Those names were a red flag and um then she which was like fair enough, you know certain artists will kind of bring uh, a bizarre representation to a lot of people that won't understand you know the the real background to hip-hop if that makes sense I mean this is just my opinion at the end there i I can honestly I think it's really easy for everyone to see that you know not a lot of people will get um you know the stories behind the original roots of hip-hop what makes hip-hop be what it is it's not the cliche what we see on tv which is unfortunately what ashley judd kind of fell into really i mean she just sees what's on tv the mainstream the typical you know Girls, cars, drugs, distribute drugs, let's talk about drugs, let's talk about more cars, let's talk about how I fucked this girl and, you know, how I killed you with this, blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. And, you know, people like Diddy sang songs like that and Snoop Dogg as well. And, you know, we even get that now with the likes of, (laughs) you know, my opinion, obviously.
0: I mean, what what this chick needs to understand is that hip-hop is a business... And yeah, you know, I can, I can see what she's trying to get at, you know, I mean, when you see rap videos, you see half naked women and, you know, they're shaking their ass and all that. But what people need to understand is that these girls do that because they get paid to do it. Like that's their job to be, to be video models. Like that is actually their profession. So they want to do it. It's not, it's not, you know, these rappers. Trying to exploit them or anything, or trying to, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to, you know, basically degrade women. You know, it's it's, it's not that type of thing. It's just hip hop is a business, you know. It's, it's an image is a big thing in hip hop as well. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I I like or listen to people like P Diddy or Snoop Dogg. I mean, I used to listen to a bit of Snoop Dogg back in the day, but not really anymore. And I definitely don't listen to Biddy But, you know, I mean The fact that these guys are even, you know Using their influence You know, to go to these Charity events is a good thing Anyway, you know, because they're showing that You know, um It's not all about being a street thug Or a gangster or whatever Like, you, you you actually can Help people out And you can be a businessman, you know Like, so I mean, at the same time They're trying to Show you and teach you how to be, you know, a better businessman and be business minded. Plus, you know, help people out once you get in that position. So, this. I. This one's kind of got it wrong a little bit. She's kind of got it a bit twisted. So.
1: I, I kind of might disagree with that. Like, I mean, we'll get to the woman topic later on and whatever, stuff like that. But. What actually trying to say is when you say like you know it's a good business for p diddy and Snoop Dogg to attend these things it's good business because they get paid for them even though it's a charity organization they get paid they get money for doing something charity you know telling people to donate <laughs> and they get paid for that so
0: i mean I, not all the time they don't they don't always get paid for those things because um the way it works is most of the time they donate money and, and and they do it to boost their image, you know, so it's basically, it's like, yeah. it's like marketing and PR for them, basically, because they're boosting their image, they're, it's making them look good, you know, so that's the reason yeah, exactly. they do it, they, they're not actually always paid to do that kind of thing.
1: I kind of get that, but I think, like, like well, all right, when we talk about MTV, you know, I think they're really kind of senseless as it is right now, I mean...
0: I mean, I'm not sure how the MTV thing works, that might be different, I don't know, but yeah, go ahead.
1: But this is this is what I mean, like, MTV's choice of, like, what who represents what is kind of just, it's like me saying shit is gold, <laughs> really, to be honest. Like, for MTV to make P. Diddy, like, the boss of everything, you know, you know how much hype it was behind making the band and, you know, Diddy was like, oh god, that show was boring. After a while with the whole... Get me a cheesecake and all that shit. But... I think... I kind of agree in a sense with Ashley Judd... When she says... You know... Using the likes of Diddy and Snoop Dogg... At these events like Youth and And... You know... MTV staying alive sort of thing. It's it's kind of... (coughs) It's kind of a bizarre choice to make. Because Diddy, for one... Can't even fucking pay child tax support. So you know, it's kind of a pathetic choice, really. I I don't know, there's a lot more better people you can use, and I think that's why MTV eventually props to them for, like, using someone like Travi McCoy, who, you know, who sings kind of, like, from the heart. He speaks real, and, you know, he did that documentary as well for the Staying Alive thing where I think it was he went to somewhere in Africa or he went to Zimbabwe, I can't remember, and he talked about the whole issues of AIDS affecting kids and, you know, how they deserve, like, a better life and everything like that. And, you know, he made a song as well and that song, all the money bought from that song donated straight towards charity and everything like that and so on so okay. forth.
0: Well, okay, well, here's the thing then. I mean, okay, if she wants to single out Biddy and Snoop Dogg then she shouldn't be talking about hip-hop as a whole then You know, if, yeah. if if that's what she If those are the two people she's specifically talking about She should not, like, single out The whole genre, the whole culture Because, I yeah. mean, there's many different types of rappers And many different types of rappers who give to charity In different yeah. ways I mean, I don't know how Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy did it, you know But, I mean, like a lot of rappers do good things And a lot of rappers are positive and do positive things, you know, so you can't single out the whole culture based on those two guys. That's not fair.
1: That's true and because the I I agree with that because whilst I say I agree on that point with Ashley Judge, she took it too far with this next quote, which is where I get where you know, where I disagree with her and where I say she shouldn't as well, you know, like judge hip hop as a whole because of two artists and such. Because she said she goes to say, like, further on about the culture, she goes, um, As far as I'm concerned, most rap and hip-hop music, with its rape culture and insanely abusive lyrics and de- depictions of girls and women as hoes, is the contemporary soundtrack of misogyny. I believe that the social construction of gender, the cultural beliefs and practices that divide the sexes and institutionalizes and normalize the unequal treatment of girls and women, prevent the interests of boys and men, and, most nefariously... Incessant. God, she loves using big words. Incessantly sexualized girls and women is the root cause of poverty and suffering around the world. So basically, she's just saying hip hop causes poverty, <laughs> and that's
0: that's stupid.
1: It's stupid. It's harsh. It's
0: and w- wait, insane. where where exactly is she getting this rape stuff from? Like, what 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 is her point with that? Like, what, this where month, is she getting that? From?
1: I'm guessing it's just the cliche, like. um yeah, it's just a cliche what you see on TV, you know, and...
0: Okay, and, and, okay, so does she think that those girls are in the videos unwillingly or something?
1: <laughs> I, because I no they,
0: they're getting paid a lot of money to be in that video and do what they do.
1: Sometimes they get paid.
0: And that is their money. job, and they choose that as their job. They're not forced. So, I mean, no. it's, right. it's actually creating a job for, you know, women.
1: It is. There was a documentary on, like, um, in the UK. I don't, I don't know about the US, but it was this student, uh, a university student. She did a whole documentary. I don't know if you watched it as well, where she talked about like the girls of hip hop videos and stuff. And she approached all these hip hop honeys and.
0: Yeah, I've ooh. seen a couple of documentaries like that. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, it was a girl that did it, and she saw the good side of it and then the bad side of it as well. I mean, the good side of it was still a bit. Oh, fair enough, but it was the girls themselves that chose to do these things, you know, they chose to dress the way they're supposed to dress, they danced the way they wanted to dress, uh, that wanted to um, dance, sorry, and, um, you know, they gained contacts through <laughs> their own methods of, you know, being a, a girl dancer in a hip-hop video and stuff like that. But then there was also the bad side of it all as well, where, you know, you had the really dodgy, you know, recruiting people who just grabbed a girl from the street saying, yeah, you can be in this video, we'll pay you. You know, they did their thing, they wore like skimpy clothes and everything, and then the guys didn't pay them, or it even got to a point where the girls were sexually abused. So it's it's dodgy.
0: I mean, yeah, you, you get a few exceptions to the rule, like, I mean, there's a few assholes in rap music, of course, you know, there's, there's,
1: when it comes you got your
0: rotten apples out there, but I mean,
1: but when it, it comes on the, to
0: on the broader scale,
1: on about saying, sorry, I'm talking over you and stuff like that, it's, because
0: yeah.
1: I, it's like, what she's saying, what she sees and stuff, like, in a video of Snoop Dogg, and a video of Diddy, these girls are pretty much willing to do it, really. Yeah, I, I mean know. a
0: lot of those video girls, they're very <laughs> business-minded, like very business-minded, and you know it, they see it as you know their their revenue stream, their way of profiting. It's yeah. their livelihood. It's what they do. You know, they take it seriously. I mean, yeah. but but I mean, the, what you just explained, you know, with um people. You know, being tricked into doing a video and then you know getting abused or blah blah blah. blah—that's bad. Yeah, of course. But I mean, that's not—that's not the the broader scheme of things, though. You know, it's that's just a a, a few exceptions to the rule.
1: I definitely agree. It's just this is what I'm I'm trying to think through what Ashley Judd would be thinking. Like, you know, one little thing like that it causes the whole genre, you know, a disgrace. Well,
0: she needs to do some more research. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that's what Talib Kwali said. <laughs> I mean, he said in response on his Twitter after, you know, that message was made and stuff. He goes, um, someone as educated as her should know better. Too much school, not enough education. And, quest um, Questlove, he replied back, cause, um, apparently she approached, well, she was on Jimmy Fallon, uh, late night show, and the roots, they're the house band. Of that talk show, and um, Questlove obviously the drummer, um, and apparently Ashley Judd just you know kind of gave him the silent treatment and walked straight past him. And Questlove was on Twitter saying, um, you know, after he read about that quote on the book, he goes, "At least I have got my answer as to why Judd, Ash Judd, didn't give us so much as a nod on her last visit." Um, apparently, a criminal um and then he goes to say every genre of music has elements of violence it speaks more volumes that in rap only a certain side gets promoted so in that just saying that alone clearly ashley judd has just been ignorant really to what is out there because you've got that certain side to rap and hip-hop where it is all about the women the cars the the drugs the bling and all that stuff but then you've got the conscious side then you've just got the plain rap. then you've just got the angriness and you know the emotional and then what it's becoming kind of now you know kind of that poppy feel to it i mean she just ignored it all really and she's basing a culture a genre on just a couple of things which is really harsh i mean you know, you learn in the world That you can't judge a book by its cover And she just pretty much did that When it came to hip-hop
0: I mean, a lot of these people Like, a lot of these older people Um, they've had A negative Um, perspective on hip-hop For years, since the 90s Because, I mean, when when Hip-hop originally started coming out And getting big and everything with N.W.A. And all that Um, people hated it and, you know, people thought, it, thought of it as revolting, disgusting, you know, they hated it because people were coming out from the streets and telling the truth, you know, on record and they hated it. But then it it got to a real big mainstream level and blew up into what we have now. And, you know, they can't stand that because, you know, back in the day, they, they're just carrying their feelings from back in the day, basically.
1: But I, I think they're loving it now To be honest I think they're loving it Clearly for the fact that It's it's making money
0: Yeah Yeah exactly money. Like it's, it's one of the, Like I said It's one of the biggest Music Genres Out there now Like the biggest Money making genres oh, So
1: definitely, definitely But I think At some Major points That Right now People are liking it For the wrong reasons Like um, If they were upset and outraged of how hip-hop was in the 90s and they're liking it now what the what it's happening now it's kind of more extreme in a sense of what it was like in the 90s you know i mean you've got rihanna practically like you know with all these hidden illuminati messages and like you know practically half naked all the time you've got lady gaga in the genre of pop and whatever madonna was and whatever she's trying to fucking do and stuff like that. You know, coming out in, like, meat clothes and blood and half-naked all the time to a point where, I don't know if you read, there was, like, this woman, she butchered her own cat just to get the livers and kind of, like, put it onto her clothes to look like Lady Gaga. That's extreme. And yet people are liking this. People are liking the whole know lady gaga feel the rihanna feel the whole um
0: yeah i mean i mean every music genre every music genre has its negative effects on people so you can't really single out hip-hop
1: i know i'm not i'm not singing out at all i've, I've just mentioned yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not
0: i don't mean you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would mean, say i just mentioned it and know like different genres have their different thing but it's what i'm trying to get at is what i just i just don't get her comment of saying that I mean, she's apologised now and everything, plus she was a contradict, because there's a photo of her, like, chilling out with Common as well, somewhere, and um, she she apologised about it, saying apparently she didn't mean it, and um, it didn't mean to come off that way, but she thanks people for making her find really good music in hip-hop to listen to. So I'm guessing someone recommended her, you know, like Carmen, Talib, Lupe, J. Cole, Jay-Z here and there, and um, all that stuff. But it's just weird when she makes a comment like that, and says hip-hop's the reason for poverty and stuff like that. Um, That's the most retarded
0: thing ever.
1: it, It kind of is really, really bad to say, you know, it's like... You're not only accusing a genre, but you're accusing certain states which are heavily, heavily, you know, important to the hip hop culture. You know, you've got the south side of things and then, you know, rappers coming out of Atlanta and all that stuff. Then you've got North Carolina as well and you know, everywhere. New York is just-
0: I mean, if you really want to get deep with it, I mean, hip hop was a way for people who were in poverty to get rich i mean hip hop created yeah. loads of jobs for people in the slums you know? yeah i mean e- even people who weren't specifically rapping you know it, <laughs> it created jobs for you know yeah. just people who were struggling in in the slums so i mean it, it was like a new genre just coming out of nowhere and it you know it helps people come up from yeah. poverty so i mean if you want to get deep with it
1: <laughs> i mean no I mean- the point I, I just want to get at now is like, do you think hip hop is seeing the way, you know, like stereotypically still in that way, or do you think people are still liking it? But I mean,
0: it it's, it's it happens a lot less these days. I think I think hip hop is more accepted now than it was before, but uh, you know, you still have those people who who think the same way they did in the '90s about hip hop. So I mean. Yeah, there's still hate towards it, but mm. yeah. I mean,
1: because my opinion of hip hop now is, it's like it's kind of missing that certain element of truth and sticking to the roots of. Uh, and jazz. that's why
0: that's why it's so big now because um it's just expanded into this huge For mainstream sure. thing where you know it's just yeah. pop and club music and stuff For like surely
1: that. That's the wrong reason to like hip hop
0: but i mean there's it's not just that though there's you know you've got your underground artists who do tell the truth but you know nobody hears them
1: exactly because they're underground
0: (laughs) yeah exactly but but there's still something there there's still something there for everyone you just gotta know where to find it you know
1: yeah it's, it's hard to find the real music the good music around i suppose yeah um and i guess for the rappers that do do it and they get onto mainstream maybe get given the chance, maybe not. I mean, you know, with with example being like Lupe Fiasco's latest album, it came out, people were slagging it off, giving it really negative reviews, but, um, I, I, I was disappointed with it, honestly. But, you know, gradually you listen to it over and over again, you, you realize the few songs, they ain't that bad. You know, state-run radio, um, it's probably my favourite track on that album. And then you got all black everything, which is pretty much true Lupe Fiasco style. What he would do and you know, words I never said. Letting go. You know, all that stuff. But then they deliberately do the mainstream poppy sounds <laughs> to just make money out of themselves. And that's what makes it irritating. That's what makes it annoying. But as far as The comments of, you know, a soundtrack to misogyny, it's not the case. I I can never see hip-hop being an irritation. Because for me, there was a time where I just hated hip-hop and I would listen to nothing but rock. But gradually, rock changed. Rock brought this whole emo phase into it. And that, to me, was bad. Because emo had the whole... That had the whole talk of rape. That had the talk of drugs, that had the talk of, like, just being a horny teenager, actually. (laughs) That's all it was. It was just for horny teenagers to take photos of themselves in that weird, awkward angle in MySpace pages. And um, that got boring. And then, again, as you said, it's all about finding the right music to look towards. And luckily, I I got more into hip-hop through the likes of Must Def. Um, you know, Black Star, Talib, Common, uh, Bun B, um, and then Lupita, Fiesta and so on, and so forth. Um, and
0: yeah. I mean, there's there's something for everyone when it comes to hip hop. I mean, you got your conscious rappers, you got your gangster rappers, your you know street poets, you got your club rappers, you got your um pop rappers. You know, there's Oh, there's a lot of different variety in hip-hop. You know, UK, you know, there's a lot of variety. So, I mean, there's something for everyone when it comes to hip-hop, really. So, yeah. you, can't just, you can't just focus on one thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the key word at the end of the day. It's like certain areas. That's pretty much it. You just need to find the certain area of hip-hop to listen to if you really want to understand it all and stuff like that. And for Ashley Judge, she didn't really... Do that. She didn't understand that. She probably just saw videos of girls lacking clothes. I mean, I,
0: I wouldn't expect her to know where to listen to, you know, the likes of Mo stuff Lupe Fiasco, and um, Mobb Deep, and you know, like <laughs> all these artists. So obviously, you know, the the, the most popular ones: P Diddy, Snoop Dogg, Jay Z. You know, so yeah, that, that's I who she's going to target. So
1: I mean, I do agree I, with her on. A certain case of the fact that you know, with Diddy being in charity events like Youth Aids and MTV, well the MTV one's kind of understandable because MTV's dumb um, (laughs) they they just pick anything that will help them get ratings and unfortunately Diddy does I think (laughs) I I don't know if now he does but at the time, he brought ratings in and, you know, people loved him and all that stuff. Um but now we just hate him. Well, I hate him. I don't I really dislike him. <laughs> I just find him boring and annoying. But I, I get the point what she was trying to say is it's like, you know, bringing these certain artists to certain charity events when it doesn't seem like they possibly are dedicated to that charity event, you know? they're only there for the money and that's it uh, I think that's what she was trying to get at and that's what she was trying to explain but as a whole of her thought because of just those couple of uh, events and scenarios that she's seen I think she's completely in the wrong but she she apologised apparently and um, you know I think she, she, should, she will understand it a bit better she might have a bit of Fans hating her and whatnot. Not fans, but just some random people disliking her thoughts still, but I- I'm guessing there'll be like a lot of, uh, people that'll just accept it, whatever, and maybe carry on teaching her better. Who knows?
0: Mm-mm. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, Prodigy from Mobb Deep Um, <coughs> He got released from doing time in prison a couple weeks back and um yeah uh he wrote a book about his life you know coming up in mob deep and everything and um also some people out there know some don't he has sickle cell anemia and so do i so you know that book really kind of touched me because like just reading it and him explaining you know what he went through and how he suffered with sickle cells like it was like real similar to everything i've been through as well so yeah i really enjoyed that book i recommend everybody goes and, and reads that book especially if they're a fan of mob um and yeah he also has an ep that he released and we posted it on the epic so you can go and get it it's called um the ellsworth bumpy johnson ep and uh, yeah, it's free, so you don't have to pay anything, so definitely go and get that it's it's, always it's really good, good. good music, yeah, definitely it's always good, <laughs> especially when you know the the artist is actually giving it for free, you know I mean <laughs> there's a difference with getting it for free when it's not free and getting it free even, even though it is free, so you yeah. know
1: by the artist's agreement
0: huh? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Um, a lot of people sleep on Prodigy and Mob Deep, but you know they've been they've been going hard since the nineties, man, for real. And um I mean, they they've got a real unique style. I mean, they're from the streets, you know, and they have that gritty style, but they also have a little bit of consciousness in their rhymes here and there. So you know, it's it's a real unique kind of style. I mean, they're not they're not just your average New York rappers, you know. I, I definitely think that you know. They're different from everyone else in New York, and um also you know I mean havoc he makes beats he's made some of the the hottest beats you know in the past um what, well, thirteen years or so, so yeah I mean uh, an alchemist as well, you can consider him like an honorably a honorable member of mob Deep because um they're real close, Yeah. You know? I'm sure you've heard of Alchemist, the producer He used to yeah. DJ for Eminem.
1: Alchemist is bad as I've got his um, First Infantry album, so
0: yeah, yeah. yeah he's like an honourable member of Mobb Deep because uh, yeah, they they basically always hang out together. So.
1: Sweet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, definitely check out. Just in
1: case for people to know, I, I I embarrassingly don't haven't listened to Mobb Deep. Or prodigy at all. Uh, I can admit to say it, but I am embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, carry.
0: Yeah, well, you're about to listen to prodigy because um, we're gonna get into our first song, and um, it's it's off the EP.
1: Is that um, it? You're not you're not talking more about the book.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but yeah, you know, I mean, okay, let me get into a couple. <laughs> let me get into a couple main things. Um. Yeah, you know, he talks about a lot of the beefs he's had, you know, over the years with other artists. Um most significantly he spoke about uh, I don't know if you've heard of Noriega and Capone, aka C N N. Yeah, I know
1: them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they kinda grew up in the same neighborhood, like they're all from Queens basically. And um yeah, um basically Capone kind of snitched on on Havoc. Which is, uh, Prodigy's partner in MobDeep. He snitched on Havoc's brother, you know, and had him sent to jail for a while. And, uh, you know, they had some beef with Noriega after that, and, you know, Noriega shot one of their, like, MobDeep's friends and stuff. So, there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on, but they, they, they're they're friends now, though. They made up.
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh, I just shot your friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: you
1: know how it is. But, like, so, give yeah. us some history lesson on um, Prodigy's beef with Nas.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He 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 speaks a lot about Nas in this um in this book, because uh, they basically grew up together as well. You know, Nas basically lived on the same block, like right, on the same street as Havoc. So you know, and um, Prodigy. Like, it's always makes... Havoc's fault, man. Carry on. <laughs> Basically moved in with Havoc when they started doing the whole Mob Deep thing, so they were always close together, you know, with Nas and you know initially they, they were all friends and stuff. But um, but Prodigy and Nas they had a, like a little friendly battle, and um, in the battle Nas said that Prodigy was nice, but then behind his back he said that Prodigy was whack or whatever. But Prodigy didn't take it personal, and then for years you know they were friends, they were cool and everything. But then all of a sudden, um when Jay-Z started dissing Nas and Queens and Mob Deep you know, uh when that whole thing went down, Prodigy was the first one to come out and diss Jay Z. And then um Nas Nas was kinda chill for a while, but then all of a sudden Nas came out and then he dissed Jay Z and then he dissed Prodigy. <laughs> and, um Prodigy what like, he, he he didn't really know why Nas did that, but it could have stemmed From multiple things, because they had some disagreements over the years with different artists. uh, Because Prodigy signed someone who dissed Nas before, so Nas kind of thought that you know Prodigy was talking behind his back as well. So it's it's all kinds of crazy back and forth, behind the back kind of stuff. But they were they made up now, (laughs) definitely.
1: I just, I just like how everything just ended. Up. Oh, but they're friends now, you know.
0: I mean, you know, this kind of stuff happens in hip hop all the time, you know. I mean, it,
1: it, it did seem, well, from what you just told us, like, you know, it, it was kind of like charged behaviors sort or of stuff, really. Yeah. I mean, they just grew up from it and, you know, they're just like chill, whatever. Except the shooting one, the shooting one's a bit extreme, you know.
0: That, that's <laughs> definitely crazy.
1: <laughs> that's a bit extreme, but if you want to make friends with that, fine, whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> what's funny is um noriega came out like he, he came and spoke spoke about the book about what prodigy wrote and he said um because like prodigy must have said that um noriega shot his friend with a nine millimeter and noriega he came out and said prodigy's lying uh, i didn't shoot him with a nine millimeter it was a tech nine so I was like, does that really matter? Like, he <laughs> shot him, <laughs> He shot him at the end of the day.
1: You still shot him, man. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you gotta get the specifics right, you know? <laughs> He's just making sure that he had something more lethal than a 9mm. Right.
0: Yeah, I thought he was gonna come out and say, Prodigy's lying, I didn't shoot anybody, but no, he came out and said, no, I shot him with a Tech 9, not a 9mm. So that was kind of, <laughs> it's kind this- of weird.
1: This all just seems like Havoc's fault, bad Prodigy's just <laughs> in the middle of it by accident. Havoc's the real troublemaker. <laughs> it,
0: it, that, that is actually, you know... <laughs> that is actually true, because... um, Havoc Like, when they first met as well, um, <laughs> Havoc was gonna rob Prodigy. Like, but... <laughs> but he actually liked him, you know, like... Because cause they had a mutual friend. And, you know, Havoc was gonna use the mutual friend to rob Pro- Prodigy. But they started hanging out, and then they liked each other, so... Damn, havoc! Which one with you? He would have robbed him, then there would have never been no mob deep. So it's a good thing (laughs) that didn't happen.
1: Man, havoc! The rebel child, prodigy, the meditator—you know—and he gets all the messes. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, um
0: but you actually get a feel of you know how they mature in this book as well because like you know well, when they first make mob deep and stuff, they're all young and stuff, and that's when most of the beef and the guns and you know shooting and all that stuff happens. But then over the years, they mature and havoc becomes more quiet, and he keeps himself to himself more, and prodigy becomes more business-minded. You know, so over like you you get a sense of you know how they mature as a group and. And um, also, they you know the, the whole G Unit thing when they signed to G Unit and touring with Eminem and Fifty Cent and Dr Dre. Yeah, he speaks about all that, which so is, is pretty it, interesting. Is it, is it
1: Prodigy's book or is it a Mob Deep book? It's like, Prodigy. It's, it is Prodigy,
0: just well, yeah. cool. Sounds, sounds interesting because they spend so much time together. It's like it's like a Mob Deep book anyway, you know. Cause, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's mainly Prodigy.
1: Yeah. That's fair enough. Sound good either way. Um, I'm just gonna about to listen after the podcast. I'm gonna listen to a bit of the EP, um, and I appreciate Mob Deep. They added us on Twitter, and um, you got a nice little retweet from
0: project. yeah, so so, um, Mob Deep. For those that don't know, I'm, I'm working on a sickle cell project. I uh, don't wanna announce too much right now, but yeah, I'm working on something to do with Circle Cell and um Prodigy actually retweeted something that, you know, I said about the project, which is cool. So yeah, Gary's it's...
1: all giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him all excited and giddy and more motivated than ever. But yeah, um, you know, when you mentioned they added you as well as the Epic Network, that was that was pretty cool. Um so yeah. Much respect to them, and I might have to give the book a look, like, a read, even, after the EP, anyway, depending how I feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I recommend just listening to all their classic songs first, you know, so you really get into what they're about, you know, because they've had some classics over the years, I mean, if if you've watched 8 Mile, and I'm sure you've had, their music is all over that, you know, their beats and, and, you know, Shook ones, their most classic song that's yeah. that basically starts the movie off so <coughs> they're definitely legends in hip-hop so
1: cool um so yeah your uh, next song. uh oh, well the first song is by prodigy
0: yeah prodigy is called six stronger it's off the ep so take a listen and we'll be back after yeah.
2: Strong enough to take the pain, uh-huh. inflicted again and, again, and again, again, what do they call me?
3: My name, bitch.
2: My name is stru- Strong, uh-huh. Strong.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo. The moonlight shines on the New York skyline Midtown is lit up, the city is mine As I drive across Queens Bridge I see it clearly from my POV This is fact, not theory Yeah, that rapper got money But that rapper can't walk through this concrete jungle Cause he doing it wrong New York belongs to Don P You can have the rest of the world I'm good with these streets Skyscrapers and housing buildings I know about London, but I prefer Brooklyn I know about Marseille, but I prefer Queens And why you hire cops, I prefer my team I got a powerful army, it's no need for a gun You want hardcore rap, fucking with the right one This is maximum strength, it's no need for drugs You want reality rap, homie, you got the right one I'm strong enough
2: to take the pain inflicted again and again what do they call me my name is strong you know what strong
3: Maybe once every tangerine moon, I'll be in the mood to paint the town red with your corpuscles and plasma, some violent art. These thoughts in the corners of my mind are dark, but then the Times Square lights, they switch my whole attitude, reminds me of billions that lose. I must persist, I must pursue the rest of my success. I am not through, they tried to put my run to an end, but it sure is the on the state building. I stand tall. Wipe the dirt off my clothes when I fall down. I'm way too strong. This is my town. My subways and sidewalks. I done ran through these gutters like a tunnel rat. All ways deep inside of the shit. In the midst of the action, where people strong, get hit. Look,
2: strong enough to take the pain inflicted again. What do they
3: call me? My
2: name is Strong Strong
3: strong. Yeah. You ain't never been touched means you don't participate Within the fuckery you stay comfortably Distant from pain and affliction Meanwhile I'm flirting with death she put her lipstick On the collar of my shirt next to my jugular I ain't trying to keep her I just won't fuck her when I pass through. I'm too committed to life. She a bitch, but I love her. Refuse to part from her. I'm um. Destiny's child. I survived it all. The most high got a special plan just for me. My. Table was set with cake for days I'm a little bit late, what but it's okay My future's so bright that I gotta wear shades I follow in the footsteps of LF Cool J 50 and P. Diddy My relentless drive to thrive and prosper made me
2: Strong enough to take the pain Inflicted again and again what do they call me? My name is Strong, Strong. strong. What do they?
0: And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that song. Um. So our next topic. This should be a pretty fun one. You know. Rhymes mm. <laughs> came came up with this. Um. Yeah. So we we're gonna make up some random beefs that should happen in hip hop. You know, like you know battles, dream battles, maybe you know that we want to see happen, dream beefs, whatever. And everyone
1: up, everyone is basically getting too friendly in hip hop and. Um,
0: yeah, and it's so kind
1: of getting friendly to the point where it's getting lame, friendly. <laughs> like, um, you know, I mean, Jay Z and Lil Wayne. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if they're having a beef right now or what. But
0: no, nah, they're, they're cool. They, they did have, well, they had a little tension at one time, but they're cool now.
1: Well, they supposedly had a tension again, and um, nothing's coming out of it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when two people approach and they start slapping each other for a little while you know that weird little um fish slaps.
0: yeah
1: and all we hear is that and then you know you get tired after five seconds of doing it it's kind of like that that's how beef's gone in hip-hop and uh, we we just want to start real beef we want to start stupid beef um but what was i saying yeah jay-z and lil wayne basically you know um birdman said something about lil wayne was better than jay-z and then jay-z kind, pretty much dissed Lil Wayne in that H.A.M. track. Ham track. And Lil Wayne's response to it was like, um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go at him, um, kind of. Well, I'm not gonna kinda go at him, but I'm gonna say something yeah, in your face. And nothing's happened. <laughs> man.
0: It's, it's not real, that's some fake beef, like, I mean, it's not even serious. I mean, yeah, yeah it really happened, but I mean, it's not serious, like, I mean, when when rappers get to that level where they're millionaires and stuff, they all they all kind of hang out with the same people. So I mean, they never they never really have real beef where it's like, oh, I hate you, I never want to be around you ever. Because look at Jay Z and Fifty, like they had a disagreement and everything, but because they're both at that level where they're millionaires and stuff and they're hip hop elite, you know, they're in the same kind of circle. So I mean, they they're gonna cross paths eventually, and then they're just gonna you know make up because. It's all about business at that point, you know, But I mean, the the only real beefs are when it you know when it comes from the streets when they were coming up, you know, like the Jay Z. I mean, the Fifty Cent and ja Rule beef. You know, that was real street stuff that happened there. Uh, like that led to Fifty getting shot basically because you know Jaru had ties to, uh, um, Supreme. Um, basically he was like who. 50 used to deal for Like when he was stealing drugs or whatever And then yeah. that relationship Turned sour And then you know That's how that Kind of happened That led to 50 getting shot So he almost got killed Because of You know rule and stuff So that's real beef Right there That will that's never That will never get fixed instead. You know So when stuff like that Happens in the streets That's when It's beyond being repaired but when when it happens, you know, in when, uh, when on a mainstream level, it's it's never really serious. Like, so,
1: and mm, that's rubbish. We're gonna make beef happen. We, <laughs> need, we need to make beef happen. We're gonna pick two people. Need to make up a story, and we just need to make it happen. Well, I mean, technically, technically now speaking, Fat Joe probably still has issues with Fifty Cent.
0: Yeah, that's and real beef Joe's too. <laughs> that, that's actually real beef too, because um fifty had he had a little beef with Big Pun. Um he he
1: with was... anyone in New York. <laughs> 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 to be fair. He hates Diddy, he hates Jay Z, he hates Fat Joe.
0: Well, he... you know, he, he runs New York, so <laughs> Well <laughs> so Fair enough.
1: Fair he enough.
0: wants to run New York, so
1: Well I mean the the last thing I read from Fat Joe was he wanted to fight fifty cent in a bathroom.
0: Yeah, he's, he's gay. <laughs> it
1: was so weird. It was, it was the most bizarre thing I had to type up and like, read at the same time. I was like, why well, of all places are you choosing a bathroom? And the way he described it as well, he was like, I wanna walk in the bathroom when he goes in. <laughs> I want him to turn around from the cubicle, and I want him to nod, and I'll nod back, and we just have a bathroom <laughs> brawl, and we just <laughs> go at it. Wow,
0: a lot of people don't know as well, but um, Jay Z and Fat Joe have beef too. But you know, it's not as serious as the Fifty, um, and Fat Joe beef. But they have beef too. They don't like being around each other. They don't talk to each other. They don't do business together at all. But this stems back from Big Pun again because um, Big Pun bottled Jay Z in a club back in the day. So you know.
1: Uh oh, this this yes. stems back to the time when I was talking about fat rappers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, well, always up with the fat rappers and their beef. But um, <coughs> uh yeah, let's let, let's make a beef happen. You start.
0: Okay, wait. Uh, just explain the concept first. So we
1: we pick two rappers, any two rappers of our choice. Yeah. And give a story as to why, why don't, why beef should happen between them two. And we will talk about how it ends, maybe, maybe how it ends or who wins, basically, who would who would like get the most supporters and stuff like that. <coughs> That's it.
0: Um, all right. I,
1: I can't really think of much to be honest, but I just thought it'd be really fun because along the way, if I can maybe think of some.
0: Uh, of- I got, I got a real, a real serious one that could go down. Like this is super serious. Like, I think this could actually happen.
1: Go for
0: it. Alright, I think that Cameron, you know, um, yeah. after see, after watching BET one day, you know, he'll see Nicki Minaj and how how she's rocking pink, and, yeah. and then he'll be like, damn, man, that's the same shade of pink that I was wearing back in 03. I'm, I made pink popular. Like I I had the whole New York wearing pink back in 2003 And then you know he'll be like this bitch Nicki Minaj man Who is she man rocking all this pink She's, she's copying my style man And then you know they'll have a little beef over Who wears the best shade of pink So yeah I, I definitely think that that will be a serious beef You know it could lead to guns being drawn maybe
1: by who though (laughs) we know we know Nicki Minaj's uh, history of you know not really dealing with beef but you know sending a hate message down in a song but saying like I didn't do anything you know when obviously Lil' Kim and stuff and her Roman Revenge song how would it go down like how would one respond to another you're saying obviously Cameron hates Nicki Minaj for the shade of pink how would Nicki Minaj respond to that
0: Yeah, so I mean, Cameron, you know, he'd come out with a new song, you know, probably put um, Jarell Santana on a hook or something, and yeah, he'd be like, um, you know, I'd glare and think how I got the whole New York wearing pink, and now this bitch comes out and she's wearing pink. Yo, let me get my mink. (laughs) Yeah, so he'll be like that, and then Nicki Minaj will hear him throwing shots at her, and she'll be like, oh, hell no, this ain't happening. And you know she'll get on the track and start screaming like she does, uh, like with her t- Tourette's syndrome. And then uh, you know, she'll just start spazzing on camera, and she'll get Lil Wayne on the track as well, so that more people listen to it and all that. And then you know um, they'll cross paths at the BT Awards or something, and then you know they'll have like a little stare down, and then you know um, they'll get. Funkmaster Flex To judge Who's wearing The better pink Yeah and then that Will basically end the beef Right there
1: <laughs> Who do you think And, then
0: the, and then the next week They'll be on a song together
1: <laughs> there'll be, there'll be a song. They'll be They'll be back something will be like Yeah we can, <laughs> we can <laughs> <more."> <laughs> <laughs> Who wears the better Shade of pink Who, Who's your choice to win that beef,
0: Camera, man <coughs> no homo.
1: Fair enough, no, yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good beef. That's a, a <laughs> beef. The color pink destroys everyone, man. That's yeah. a that's a tainted color right there. It's the color of all evil. All right, I I got one. It's it's kind of stupid, and I'm, I'm not gonna be sure how I'm gonna explain it properly. But got Bunbee and Soldier Boy.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Pretty much, basically, Bumby's... Bumby? Bum... Bum... What, what? Bumble... Bum... Bum... <laughs> B... <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm getting tongue-tied to say anything. Anyway. He's a very knowledgeable dude. He's very smart, educated, um, knows his stuff, and he's one of the most underrated people around, basically. And what he's like... Pretty much sick and tired of listening to Soldier Boy songs. There's that one song with Soldier Boy where he's promoting himself, getting a D plus in school, and um, basically Soldier Boy makes another track, um, and he's like, you know, it's called "Soldier for Prez. Uh, there's a song called "Bun Beef for Prez, which was done by J Cole as well, and uh, uh, yeah, basically Soldier for Prez is made and it's like got Soldier Boy in like the president uh, style uh, and you know he's holding a paper and it's got like a giant grade E on there and Bunby will be watching this at home with his kids and his wife and all that and he'll like have popcorn and then he sees that grade E on Soldier Boy's paper whilst trying to be the president and he'll like what? Damn it! This can't go right. I'm sick and tired of these uneducated fucks. <laughs> basically, he goes at Soldier Boy. Basically, he just goes at him like makes an EP and he makes a whole album just straight up dissing Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy, you know, he'll he'll just be like stuck, you know snorting coke off of um, cat stacks, ass crack. I don't know. Um, <laughs> He'll be confused. He doesn't know who Bunby is, uh, and then Bunby will open up uh, like another 900 schools to educate people that have been kicked out of school. And he invites Soldier Boy, uh, and then he teaches them everything. You know, <laughs> he'll try and make Soldier Boy smart, and you know he'll give him a grade paper. Soldier Boy gets an E, and he'll be like, "Yeah, man, that's awesome. I got an E. I'm gonna be prez." And Bunby smacks him. <laughs> so, do it again Revise I'm teaching you and then Soldier Boy does another exam paper <laughs> um, He gets a D And he's like Hey that's like my last song I got a D Man That's awesome And then Bunby smacks him again And then makes a diss track Just behind his back um, Whilst he's tutoring him So, And it's basically Basically Bunby just educates Soldier Boy uh, Eventually Through this whole beef they just have a go at each other because Bunby's sick and tired of Soldier Boy promoting dumbness as being the most smartest thing. And, uh, yeah, Bunby invites Soldier Boy to educate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Soldier Boy can only get a D, and Bunby pats him on the hat, and pats him on the hat, pats him on the head, and says, that will do, man. That will do. You go back to your little mansion and uh, carry on um, waiting to go to jail. And uh, I will carry on um, secretly being the President of the United States. And, uh, yeah, I will do justice to the world whilst you die. I don't know, one of those.
0: (laughs) That was crazy.
1: (laughs) That's my ridiculous thoughts. Of what a beef should happen. That's that. That's that's my beef. All right, your turn.
0: Okay. Um. I got a perfect one. Go for it. The game versus everybody. <laughs> like <Yeah>. basically, <coughs> he'll he'll release a new diss track every week, aimed at someone new in hip hop, and then you know, um, the following like the following week. Before he puts out the new diss. He'll apologize to the person he dissed last week. And then, you know. He'll go back on his word of why he's beefing with that person or whatever. So, you know. He'll basically go at the whole of hip-hop. And then, you know. People will actually get mad. And then when they see him in person. You know. He'll start acting like a bitch. And, you know. Apologizing. And then start crying and stuff. all these rappers mad at him. And, um. Oh yeah, another thing in Prodigy's book, by the way, um, there's actually a part about Game where uh, Game was waiting outside their hotel because, you know, this was during the whole G-Unit game beef and, um, you know, like, Suge Knight and a couple other people came up and um, Prodigy started spitting on the Game's car from the balcony of the hotel. And the game was just standing there, shook, like, he didn't know what to do. And then such Knight came, and then, like, he just, he just mm-hmm. got in his car and drove away. All scared, basically. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. That just, that, <laughs> 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 that just goes to show you that...
1: That just goes to show Prodigy's spit means more <laughs> <laughs> than the game's reputation. <laughs>
0: yeah, that just Spitting goes to show car. you that yeah, yeah, he's a, like, game is just weird, He just... I don't know why he acts all tough and stuff. And have you seen his his new haircut?
1: No, he's got hair.
0: <laughs> he's got a red mohawk. Uh, it look, uh, not it obviously, looks no,
1: obviously red. Theme yeah, of his album obviously.
0: But it looks gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even he's know so he was cool. he was able to grow hair. I thought he was <laughs> all, all the time. I know he's got that stupid tattoo on his face, but.
0: That's about it. <laughs> yeah. See, that was stupid as well because initially, <laughs> initially he put a butterfly like that tattoo was a butterfly on his face, and then yeah. everybody in hip hop started like clowning him because he had a butterfly on his face, and then he changed it to a L.A. um tattoo basically. <laughs> like he he did it over as L.A. Yeah, but so. didn't
1: someone get like a pink ice cream on their face? Isn't it? Gucci
0: yeah, Gucci man? man. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, Oh, that's another beef that would happen right there. That's another beef. There you go. We just created created another one. Like, who's got the better face tattoo?
1: Along with game against everyone else personally. Game versus Gucci Mane. (laughs) My gay tattoo is better than your gay tattoo. (laughs) I need a gay tattoo anymore. No offense to the whole gay saying mind you it's just the idea of having a butterfly on your face and then a pink ice cream on your face it is rather eh? (laughs) yeah it's it's rather weird carry on with your beef
0: uh yeah that pretty much was it i got nothing else on that okay i mean game is just a bitch basically (laughs) he's bipolar it's been proven that he's bipolar so yeah oh dear
1: oh dear i got one um Uh. Everyone against Diddy. Um, you know, simple reason: no, I I don't like Diddy. Uh, I don't think a lot of people should like him. Um, yeah, I think I think people will just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I hate Diddy, <laughs> and that's it. That's how beef starts. You just hate him. He has money, fair enough, but he's.
0: That's more like a, a wish of yours, isn't it?
1: Kind of, yeah, I suppose. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it's Diddy at the end of the day. He's kind of a twat. He's not just kind of twat, he he is a moron. And, um, yeah, that's my beef. <laughs> Everyone, again, I, Diddy.
0: I actually have like a real serious one now based on, you know, me really wanting to hear How these two would would like actually diss each other on record because um nowadays beef is all about image you know it's it's stupid nowadays but back in the day you know when jay-z and nas were beefing and all that kind of stuff it was about the hip-hop it was about the music like they would diss each other and make good music at the same time you know yeah this is what i'm trying to get at
1: though this is what i'm like trying to explain when, when we were talking about it beforehand i mean nowadays it's pansy Nowadays yeah. it's really pansy beef And it's not even beef at all It's just like A little Grr It's moment. just
0: childish basically. Yeah a little childish
1: thing And then that's it Then they're just friends again And then they just like Throw some random dollars around In everyone's face And that's about it <laughs> And it's just like Haha we got money And you don't It's like Yeah because we made you rich Dumbass yeah. And uh, <laughs> It's like we so. can easily just Stop And not make you rich But whatever um, but yeah, yeah. Go on Karen, what are you gonna say? Who's the two people?
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, we, we've had Jay Z and Nas, you know, and that was a real that was that beef was actually really good for hip hop, you know, it kind of set the tone for the next following years in hip hop because at, up to that point, everybody used to say Nas was the best rapper out, but you know, when that after that went down, you know, I still believe that Nas is better than Jay Z to this day, but. You know, after that went down, it kind of propelled Jay-Z's career more than it did Nas's. You know, yeah. and then they kind of became friends. So I want to see, you know, a beef like that between Eminem and Jay-Z to, you know, really find out who's at, you know, the king of hip-hop. You know, who is really the top dog. You know, I would love to see those two kind of go at it on a music level. You know, like Jay-Z and Nas did. Like that, w- that would be really good. That would be really interesting to see, in my opinion.
1: I think the only way that beef could happen is if Eminem beefed with Kanye West.
0: Yeah. I mean I don't I don't actually think this will happen. It can't happen. Because no, like, they're cool. <laughs> they're too cool with each other they're for this to happen. Thing. But I mean I would love to see it.
1: Yeah. But that's what I mean. If Eminem went at Kanye West, I yeah. think that would kind of upset Jay Z a little bit. And then Jay Z would be like, "He's my protege, <laughs> you know. I gotta sing for him, because I think someone needs to shut Kanye West up, and I think Eminem does it best."
0: To be and- honest with you, I actually don't think Jay Z would do anything because Jay Z's proven that he he doesn't really um ride for his his proteges you know, like he should, especially when it comes to beef. Like he does he doesn't you know he 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 looks out for himself mainly. Th- yeah, fair enough. So I don't think he would actually. I mean, if it got re- if it escalated and it got really big, you know, then maybe Jay Z would step in. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think he would jump in initially. Mm.
1: Who knows? Maybe so, like jump on a track, but maybe not say anything about
0: Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> but or, or or he would send subliminals. That, Cause that's what Jay-Z does Like before he actually disses someone He just sends a lot of subliminal shots And then you know when people Pick up on the subliminals And then diss him That's when he comes out and disses them back so, Like this happened in Prodigy's book as well um, Like Cause Jay-Z was Subliminally dissing Nas and Mob Deep For years Like I'm talking years Before you know the actual beef went down And yeah So yeah
1: do you think do you think we can get Prodigy to sponsor us with this podcast? <laughs>
0: do
1: you think we could get him to sponsor us with this book this podcast is sponsored by Prodigy book. <laughs> You've mentioned it quite a bit but no it's good it's it's a good thing. The book seems really interesting. But
0: I'll stop bringing it up.
1: No 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 it's cool it's cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just wondering we can actually get this sponsored. <laughs> we should try. Um
0: uh, you know why that book is so good, though, because of the depth of it. Like, you actually learn about other rappers too. Reading that book, like, you learn a lot of history of what went down. I mean, there's even he even talks about the East and West Coast beef, like, because Mobb Deep was actually a part of that. You know, the whole Tupac I mean, and Biggie thing.
1: It does seem interesting because they seem to have been through all of it, the yeah, majority it of the main points of hip hop's growth and you know, drown and and then growth again and all that stuff. So they seem to have been in like the midst of it all, the in the middle of everything that happened, important to hip hop and themselves and to artists around them. So it does seem pretty
0: interesting that book. It, see, I, I was expecting that, that kind of that kind of depth from Jay Z's book, but he just he intentionally missed out a lot of things that he just didn't want to talk about. Yeah, and he did it on purpose because Jay Z, he like. He's come very far and you know, he's one of the biggest rappers out there now. You know, a lot of people consider him the best rapper out, but throughout his career, he's made a lot of mistakes and you know, he intentionally didn't mention a lot of things like the, the Rockefeller breakup, the, the, um, East Coast versus West Coast beef and you know, a lot of, like the whole Jay-Z and Nas thing. He intentionally just missed all that out in his book. So it, it lacked depth. You know, because he's been through a lot in hip-hop. There's a lot of history to be told from his story, but Mm. he just missed it out. So that's why Prodigy's book is so good, because he just lets it all out, you know, and you learn about other things in hip-hop besides Mobb Deep, too. So, yeah, but enough about the book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, man. That's cool. Um, But back to the whole beef thing, I suppose. Um, Yeah, my beef would be Eminem against Kanye West. I'd like to see that happen, because... I mentioned it in our last podcast. I'm I'm kind of tired of Kanye West now. I've I've literally stopped listening anything to him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um yeah, I I'm actually really just bored of him and the whole concept of him calling himself the greatest of all time and I don't know if anyone's listened to it. We've got it on our page on the Epic Network. You can download it. I think I hope still. Um it was a leaked track from m and It was called Greatest of All Time, (laughs) whatever, and there was a line in it that dissed Kanye West, pretty much. Same, Oh, is
0: that the song he was talking about before when, because a while back he (laughs) said that he was actually gonna diss Lil Wayne and Kanye, but he he didn't.
1: I think Goat was the track (laughs) that (laughs) stated it, and it's a good track actually. I like it a lot, and um, yeah, I think Eminem, he's he's one guy that is very difficult to kind of win against if you ever try and beef against someone. And um, for someone like Kanye West, who's going around saying he's Jesus, he's the greatest of all time, he can do this, he can do that, he can get away with anything, I think Eminem's the perfect guy to kind of like just say, shut up, (laughs) you know, just like end it all. And let them have their beef, let Kanye West... Do his little crappy verses like, everyone hated me, but I can make money, blah, 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 ha, what, ah, ah, (laughs) make that weird noise. And then Eminem can just come in with his crazy, insane lyrics and metaphors and all that stuff against him, which everyone will be like, that's sick, man, that's awesome. So yeah, I I think Eminem will just pretty much destroy
0: Kanye West. If they oh yeah, definitely I mean <laughs> They're not even They're not even on the same level Like I mean <laughs> Kanye is He's just a different type of rapper He's not even Lyrical like Eminem is Like with, with Metaphors and Stuff but when
1: like that it, When it comes to like saying Who's the greatest of all time and stuff I, I mean Cause Eminem said he He claims himself The greatest of all time Which is fair enough Kanye says the same Fair enough But Kanye goes overboard with it He's made himself out to be like a prophet And that's one thing which I hate when artists do that. they get their fans to agree with everything they say to a point where the fans are making them like a prophecy to them basically, and it's wrong to do that It's wrong to make your uh fans the people that make you rich um kind of perceive you as God you know it's wrong to do that so yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him like get toned down a fair amount. But um uh, do you know any of any other beef? Uh can you think of any?
0: Trying to think. <coughs> uh, I can't really think of too much more. Um but since we're on the subject of beef, you know, I think fifty Cent is the number one beef rapper out. <laughs> Because, yeah, he's had so many beefs He's shut down a lot of careers
1: so this, And, you
0: know this, this he, He's matter. he's not afraid to say what he feels about people so.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing about Why Beef has gone a bit pansy 50 Cent was speaking out of his mind And was speaking out of What I'm guessing was for music's sake Right? Can I be right about that? Like,
0: what, when you went at.
1: When he went at Diddy He went at Diddy Mainly because Of the way Diddy makes his money And the way Diddy constantly Samples B.I.G Notorious B.I.G And Yeah It's annoying It's really irritating That Diddy just can't do his own thing Yeah And has to rely on Something which He doesn't seem to care about anymore Because Obviously Rick Ross Is the new Notorious B.I.G Apparently now Um so for 50 to speak out of his mind and, you know, create that certain beef happening, and then everyone else was just like, no, man, beefing's rubbish, beefing is wrong, we should all be friends, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, fuck that. He's arguing for music's sake. You know, he's arguing mm. for, like, the fact that music needs to be decent and music needs to be original. I would say okay. that's what he's, he was trying to say.
0: Yeah, and although, and although 50 was being real with that, you know, although he was being real with that, I knew they would eventually make up, because like I said earlier, rappers on that level where they're millionaires, you know, at the top yeah. of the game, they, they're always going to make up, because they, they're in the same circle, you yeah, know, so I knew they was going to make up, but at the same time, like 50 still... He still sticks to his word like in interviews after they made up he still says like he still says the same thing that he feels Diddy was wrong for that and blah 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 so he still you know keeps to his word it's just you know the beef isn't gonna stay serious yeah
1: because when they made up it seemed like it had to be a forced situation even 50 kind of stated that on his Twitter and stuff he was saying that oh yeah um Diddy gave me a finger shaking and told him like told 50 that you know, you know you shouldn't be beefing like this blah 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 and you know we need to be together and this like that see Diddy was a
0: fool though because um
1: he is a fool he's not was a fool <laughs> he wasn't now ah, whatever go on carry on. <laughs>
0: yeah because uh a lot of people don't notice this, you know, but uh, another thing that really set 50 off during that whole thing was uh when he you know did the whole Nicki Minaj and Rick ross thing you know he originally wanted to call it supreme team and um yeah. like i like I mentioned earlier um supreme team was actually a, a the the drug crew that fifty was dealing with, and you know that escalated to the beef which caused him to be shot you know so when Diddy did that, you know, fifty thought that he was really trying to go at him, you know, especially because he was standing next to Rick Ross who was an enemy of fifty cent. So he, you know, obviously he took that as a threat. You can't like you can't bring up street stuff like that and expect, you know, him not to feel away about it. So.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So yeah. yeah, Diddy was a fool for that. And plus, you know, the whole um thinking that Rick Ross' is Notorious B.I.G., blah, 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 like, that's stupid, like, come on, you're shitting on Biggie's legacy by saying that, so.
1: Yeah, and, you know, with the whole Nicki Minaj, Lil' Kim thing, you know, Diddy being the manager of Nicki, and. He
0: kind of instigated that whole beef, when you think about it.
1: Yeah, and that's why everyone needs to hate him, <laughs> that's why my beef makes sense, because <laughs> he's just starting all these things to happen, and he just sits there with his slap-jawed face, um, you know, just texting away and acting like he doesn't really pay attention or give a shit, which he probably doesn't.
0: I yeah, know. I mean, Diddy is a messed up person. You know, like when it comes to turning his back on his friends, because um, I explained the whole locks, um, aka D block thing that happened before with you know Jada Kiss Styles P when yeah yeah you know, I, I explained that before I think on an earlier podcast. You know they was cool with each other, and then you know Diddy kept their contracts, wouldn't let them go, and he kept making money from them for years and blah blah Is blah. This
1: the LOX story, did you say?
0: Yeah, uh, Locks slash Deep Lock.
1: Yeah, I think we just spoke about it in general, like when you were telling me about. Yeah, you were telling me because we the Slaughterhouse track came. Yeah. Came out at that time, and yeah. I don't yeah. Remember.
0: And then um, you know, and then the whole little Kim thing as well. Like he kind of, they were cool with each other, and then he kind of turned his back on her and decided to win the Minaj. So you know, Diddy is kind of, yeah, he he just likes to stand next to who's the hottest person at the moment <laughs> and make money off of them. That's what he does. So that's all
1: he can do, because he's not relevant for anything else. Oh dear, I got another beef though. Um, Drake and a mirror. <laughs> Yeah. Um they they have a contest on who sounds more boring basically and uh the mirror
0: um, Drake will win. <laughs> Drake will win, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he looks in the mirror and he's like who's that guy? Man, why is he looking at me like that? So, you know, um he has like an 18-hour intense um rage against a mirror that he passes in I don't know Macy's or something. And uh yeah. they start having a rap battle right then and there. Drake against a mirror. And um Drake has his planned out freestyle on his Blackberry and he still forgets. And um he keeps looking <laughs> at the mirror and the you know, obviously it's his reflection, but he doesn't realise this. And um he keeps thinking the mirror's mocking him when it's just Drake swearing at himself. And, uh, this leads to Drake punching the mirror, but getting a bloody knuckle and, uh, therefore passing out on his own blood. Um, yeah. (laughs) That's, I think that that would be, like, a very, very, um, inspiring beef. Drake versus a mirror. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's my beef. Can you think of any others?
0: Uh, yeah, one more before we go to our song. Uh, our second song. Um, This one, you know... This one is very serious too. And I mean it this time. Go for it. Okay, Fat Joe... Versus... Charles Hamilton. Okay, so what happens is... One day, you know, Fat Joe, he makes a, a, a music video... And he's wearing red, you know. And um, he's wearing a red top and a red hat. And um, Charles Hamilton, you know, after smoking some crack, he'll look at the video and he'll think, "Damn, that's Doctor Robotnik. I got, <laughs> I, I got to start beefing with this dude for Sonic, man. I got to help Sonic out." So, yeah. <laughs> so he he mistakes Fat Joe for Doctor Eggman. And you know, they get into a heated battle, and then Charles Hamilton tries to jump on top of Fat um, Joe, Sonic style, and then he falls and breaks his neck, and then that ends his career.
1: Isn't he already in a wheelchair?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he—that's what happens. He actually jumps out of the wheelchair, and then you know, injures himself even more. <coughs>
1: So, who was that? Fat Joe and Charles Hamilton? Yeah. Because Fat Joe (laughs) wore some red.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he looks like Dr. Robotnik. Oh dear.
1: Because
0: they have the same build. They have the same physical build. I
1: I like the idea of having the sound effects happen. Just this this one. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I love that sound effect. How about this one, um, since we're going on Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton and Saigon, um, (coughs) Saigon obviously, uh, had the Mario tune as his background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I the Mario (laughs) tune, and Charles Hamilton's like, nah man, this is how you do it, and he puts the Green Hill Zone (laughs) reboot as his (laughs) background, and (laughs) he goes at Charles, um, Saigon. And, you know, it, it relives the whole Sega versus Nintendo. They get sponsored by each one. <laughs> like Nintendo gives them Saigon, like a, <laughs> like a, a, a strap suit. Sort of, like, the whole Mario kit. They give him a red hat which says S on top. <laughs> <Or Hamilton. laughs> I'm choking, you know? I'm trying not to choke that much. Um, they give him some blue spikes. And they give him some spray paint <laughs> to spray his own shoes red. <laughs> and uh they give him, like, a, a ring, a Haribo ring. And, um you know, they, they say it gives him powers. And... <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's my explanation of the battle. It's so rubbish, I know, but it makes sense in my head. It, they just basically relive the Nintendo-Sega war, and they go at it at each other. And it all ends with, um, Fat Joe eating it. Because Fat Joe's pink and he supports Kirby. He's like, lean back, bitches. And he eats Saigon. And he gains the power of his dreads. (laughs) And then he eats, um, Charles Hamilton. And he gets his fingernail polish skills. (laughs) And combined together the two powers. Um, And it overloads too much for Fat Joe. To which then Rick Ross eats Fat Joe And um
0: Okay now all the fat people Are eating each other So
1: <laughs> All the fat people Eat each other Then Diddy just Sticks his face in You know He just says something like Biggie Smalls And, and that's it <laughs> that, that, That's it That's my rap battle Right
0: there Alright So you guys out there You know You should um You should leave some comments And let us know Which random beef You would like to see as well Yeah Cause you know yeah (laughs) so yeah we're gonna get into our next song which is
1: oh dear it is actually friday you know we're we're right into friday nearly 2 o'clock in the morning
0: yeah what (laughs) was you gonna say
1: what was i gonna say yeah you know the random rapper in that Music video, Patrice Wilson. Or something. Yeah. He actually wrote that song.
0: Yeah, no, I heard. He's a <laughs> terrible writer. <laughs> He's
1: a terrible writer. Why would you? I mean, I thought at least she wrote the song or something, but it was him. He wrote the song. Party,
4: hey. party.
1: Wow, seriously. Um, I'm too. It's it's really late at night to even argue about this. <laughs> But yeah, uh, leave us your comments. On get involved. Tell us how a beef should happen between two people.
0: How will it go down? And
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: shut up. That, that was actually an accident. <laughs> what?
1: Well, that we're so excited, but we are excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's get to our next song, which is my choice. Yeah. Um, Friday. It's not Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not the song Friday. <laughs> That's it. Dude. Idiot. I know you're gonna buy her album. I know you're gonna wait there for us. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. She has an album?
1: Probably. She probably has an album coming out soon. Well, not soon, but in the making. She made tons of money, man. She made like, she's got over a hundred million. YouTube hits. Um She's on like the top 50 iTunes thing.
0: Okay, just 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 carry on. Just introduce it's
1: the song. You played the song. Dick.
0: <laughs> it wasn't the song, it was a soundboard. Yeah. It was you a soundboard, soundboard. App- application on iPhone.
1: The fact that there's a soundboard. Oh, that fucking song.
0: Fuck. The power of the iPhone, man. <laughs>
1: Did you know, um, Glee... Um, they're gonna do an episode dedicated to that Rebecca Black song. That's how shit TV's getting. That Glee are just... Uh, you know, they're just kinda like clawing on these... I mean, the the
0: internet is becoming, like, the basis of everything now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: But just because of one song, one shit song, you know... Uh, Anyway... My song, my track. Uh, (laughs) It's B.O.B. New York, New York, or N.Y.N.Y., whatever you want to call it. It was the song that was in the Crisis 2 trailer. Um, I know Gary works for The Coalition. Shout out to The Coalition. Um, (coughs) Have you played Crisis 2?
0: No, uh, I was actually going to get it, but um, I blame H-Town player, a.k.a. Edward V., because he yeah. said the game is shit, and because of him, I didn't get it. But, um, I don't know. I think I might try it out when it get, gets real cheap. So, we'll see.
1: Well, I mean, according to him, Edward H. Town, I mean, I, I don't have enough money to buy games because I'm studying at university and, you know, I'm trying to get education on a roll. But because I don't have money, <laughs> That classifies me as a non-gamer.
0: Shots fired.
1: You know, uh, I I can't really say much about the game.
0: Speaking Uh, of beef, we just started one right here. (laughs) Exclusively.
1: I I ain't starting any beef. I'm just clarifying his statement, you know. I'm I'm a poor tramp, therefore I'm not a gamer. That's how I roll, apparently. But... The track right. itself. On yeah, the-
0: let's, let's get into the song.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good song. It's really, really nice, beautiful, and the lyrics are quite interesting. The song's short, but very decent song. Check it out.
4: This is the end. It's a revolution. It's a civilian revenge. There's no need to move or adjust your television. Whenever an era dies, another era begins. These American fights, these American wars, these American stripes, these American stars, but these American cages have American bars. We hunger for truth, so we headed for y'all. Towers are crumbling, is falling, limits are fading, the normal is boring. Looking the time move progressively forward, looking the days. You wanted to be but you couldn't afford it. Then you were killed to put your foot in the door. It's dip the madness, and never look backwards But this is the crisis, never this disaster. Get an operator on the phone line. This is not a riot, it's way much more than that. These people are dying, we are under attack. Wait, let me call you back. Let me get my slap, uh, we ain't taking shit. So therefore we're fighting back. We ain't waiting on the line for a 91199. Whatever, man, I ain't got time for all this nonsense. Enemy responses, ain't a down tone in our home on the continent. In these bondages, this jungle that's our fundament Man, I swear they sleep in they young So they slumbering So we break the peace to get a piece of what we want to get Act like we're used to this Like we gon' run into it Let them know we run into it And let them know just how you feel the way your country is Now look how beautiful destruction is wow.
0: Okay, we're back. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the show. It's been a <coughs> real crazy show, funny show. We had a lot of fun discussions this week. Yeah, uh,
1: allergies for my coughing as well, amidst through numerous parts. Again, I'm still recovering. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> a lot of people getting sick now, you know, the season's changing yeah. and stuff. So.
1: <laughs> Good. If it's me virtually passing through my germs, then I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry at all.
0: You're infecting our listeners, man.
1: Good. <laughs> they'll stay and they'll listen to more of our stuff and read more of our stuff whilst covered in blankets and hot cocoa, even if it's sunny as. Is it sunny in Luton? I other a chance.
0: Right now, yes, yeah, it's, it's blazing. It's, well, it's like the sun is just yeah. right in my eyes right now.
1: <laughs> well, all right, it's dark right now like in general has it been sunny
0: yeah today today it was sunny
1: it's been really good weather so um if the posts on our site seem to be a bit dry on my part it was because there wasn't really anything that intrigued me um but also the weather's just too nice to ignore um what else is there oh I wanna mention uh I don't know if we'll probably talk about this in our next podcast, but there's a advert sort of campaign going around which is about uh you know to prevent sex trafficking from happening. It's made up by Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. But the advert's like one of the worst adverts I've probably ever seen in my life and um it's got a lot of people rallied up. I don't know if anyone's seen it or anything. It's basically Ashton Kutcher he um, he he gets some socks out and he's about to wear them but they're dirty socks and he throws them in the trash and then he goes to his cupboard and gets new socks and then it goes no, and he puts them on and then it goes real men do their washing just like real men don't buy girls or something like that and then it's got ashton kutcher like doing this stern Face. and then it frames him saying real man and then it frames all these other people like bruce willis clint eastwood and it's saying like real man underneath their name and it's got um harrison ford as han solo and it says real man and then it's got eva longoria like next to a picture of an old lady i forgot her name ariana huffington whatever and then she goes this lady likes real men do you and it's like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, you know, it had nothing to do with you know anything describing of the dangers of sex trafficking or anything like that. You know, it really pissed me off because it's like, obviously, from one guy studying advertising and the knowledge behind branding and you know company business and stuff like that, that was like a really, really bad statement to make and um whilst the cause is a good thing to go for you know you know preventing all these slavery from happening sex slaves ch- 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 you know protecting children and stuff like that especially i mean pr- making adverts like that i wanted to kind of discuss hopefully sometime in the future or whatever maybe you know the use of actors being in these kind of um uh charity sort of things, these campaigns that they make up. Cause it was made by them specifically. But when they do something shit like that, you know, it's it's kind of the worst advert, because for one thing, Ashton didn't really fucking do his laundry in the first place. Yet he gets framed being called a real man. Real man's not fucking throwing his socks in a bin. That's not doing your laundry. That's fucking throwing socks in the bin. <laughs> That's the cheap way out. <laughs> so technically, he fucking is a cheap whore. I don't, I don't get it. I'll show you the link, man. Right? But um,
0: yeah, it sounds happens. very, sounds very retarded. From it uh,
1: is, it is. I just wanted to bring it up because it was just like really terrible, and it, it just bothered me for the whole week, like watching it. Um, <laughs> but maybe it could be a future discussion. I don't know, because we talked about it earlier with the whole, you know, comments on. The likes of Diddy and Snoop Dogg in a uh, campaign like Youth Aid and MTV's thing. So it could be like a further discussion or people can comment on this podcast letting us know what they think about the whole situation in general and what I just talked about now, which is probably gibberish, but my bad on that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've got no other final thoughts. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, I don't really have any fine well, um, 50 Cent is dropping a new single this week, so I'm looking forward to that, basically, and um, you yeah, know, I just want to remind everyone again that, you know, uh, you should really read Prodigy, My Infamous Life, you know, As I know I said I wouldn't mention it again, but, you know, just final, final thoughts. You know?
1: it, it's all good. I, I, I just suggest we should get him to sponsor it <laughs> sponsor <laughs> his podcast specifically with his book. That's all. We should cover it up. We should name our um, podcast his book, basically.
0: <laughs> our infamous, our infamous <laughs> podcast, or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Our infamous life. Our <laughs> spec. Perspe- our infamous perspective. There you go.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: Perfect title. There we go. But um, is that it?
0: Yeah, that's it, um, yeah, we're uh, at.
1: Uh, Regards to when we'll make our next episode.
0: Yeah, we'll, um, we'll try for in two weeks, but if if you don't see us, you know, it's because we're very busy, but our Easter is, you know, approaching, so I'm sure we'll have more free time.
1: Spring break for the American people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they already have spring break? It always the Okay.
1: I think it's going on now for them. Okay. Just like Easter is going on now for us.
0: They have Easter too, so...
1: Do they? Yeah. Of course. Of course.
0: (laughs) Um. But um, I don't know, maybe it's combined spring break and then Easter.
1: Probably. I mean, I know Easter holidays have started technically this week for school kids and stuff like that. Um... I don't know, I'm Asian <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but yeah that's it then really isn't it yeah
0: cool. alright, we'll see you guys next week, leave comments um, don't forget to listen to the co-op podcast on coalition.com
1: and, and uh, also um, look forward to more content hopefully on the Epic Network we're trying to get things Pushing forward So Hopefully that works out
0: Yeah And also we're, we're having We're bringing on a new writer Soon uh, His name is Manny And you know Hopefully he'll be doing a lot of Reviews Album reviews And movie reviews So that should be cool So look out for that
1: Cool
0: Alright We're out Peace